0: This week's episode of Friends of the Rant podcast is brought to you by Sanford Real Estate. Let the professionals at Sanford Real Estate help you with all your home buying and home selling needs. In a tight market, you need an experienced professional to guide you through the home buying process. Let the agents at Sanford Real Estate showcase your home to qualified buyers from the Triangle to Fayetteville and help you receive the top dollar for your investment. For over 20 years, Sanford Real Estate has led the way in helping home buyers and sellers to achieve their dreams. Visit the professionals at Sanford Real Estate at 304 North Horner Boulevard or call 919-708-5100 or visit them online at yoursanfordrealestate.com. And now the news. And now science update. (laughs) We have um, we thank John Ramsberger at Sanford Real Estate for sponsoring this episode, and we have an interview with John coming up about the state of the, uh, the real estate market. And those Bill- two
1: have nothing to do with each other.
0: i <laughs> no, just kidding. And, and Billy has an interest in that because you're in the process of selling your house. Can can I say that? Yeah,
1: yeah. I wrote about it in this uh, latest edition. I don't read um, your column. I know. So, yeah, it's, um, it's been a very stressful month for me, and I'm not going to go into details because we're still in the process right now, but I will say this. We put our house on the market on November the 1st, let's say. We sold our house on November the 1st, <laughs> and we got a backup offer on November the 3rd. Those are all really good things. Pretty impressive. Yeah, we're currently in the process of all the stuff that you have to do with a historic home, um, inspections and foundation checks and all that. So all exorcisms. that stuff, exorcisms, exorcisms, uh, you know, getting all the the dead dogs unburied out of the backyard and all that kind of stuff. But what? So all that's still happening, and so you know, they the buyers could back out anytime if they want to because that's what happens for this month. That's why we're thankful that we had the backup offer and we had other people that were interested in the house. All that's great. That's, that's been a great process. What's not been a great process though, has been our thought that, well, you know, we're, we're not rolling in it by any means. So we had to sell our house first before we could buy a house. So we thought when we sold our house, we could just buy a house. You know, we would find what we wanted and life would be grand. Well, um, as you'll learn, can't just John, buy a house. Can't just buy a house. John Ramsberger, as he um, a lot more eloquently uh, explains it than I can. Um, we are currently in a in a housing um, shortage here in Sanford. Uh, there's hope on the horizon. There's a lot of a lot of new homes. There's going to be a thousand new homes um, between two subdivisions alone, or more than it would be fifteen hundred new homes. Um, But that's not that's still a year or two away. Uh, Right now, um, we're just in the process of looking and we'll probably um, have to rent. uh, And that's not to say there aren't houses here, but we are trying to stay within our our kids school district. We're trying to stay within a certain price range. So, you know, I think a lot of mistake a lot of people make is they overpay. And become house poor, <laughs> and we don't want to do that. And so we're trying to be smart about it, but it's it's hitting a point where, where there's a little bit of worry. But uh, you know, you can always rent until you find it. And um, right now, that's kind of the option we're leaning toward. Uh, and you know, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail here because it's a very personal thing, and and uh, um, it's nobody's business. But just you know, I will just don't say you. this: don't it's stress. It's stressful. And these, these are big adult things, you know, um, when you're a kid and you look at your parents paying all those bills and you think, wow, the that's adult right there. Well, this is adult and um, we're trying to, we're trying to manage it the best way we can, but
0: it's stressful. I'm sure it is. I remember I, we've been in our house for five years now. Um, no kids to worry about, but, just the process for us was stressful, but yeah. you know, that's a, it's a big thing buying a house. Well, there's a big, it's a very big thing and you don't just buy a
1: house. You find out that, you know, you've the, not, so you think, well, I'm going to, uh I'm going to take out a mortgage or, a, you know, a, a home loan. Um, Well, then the bank has to also look at your house to make sure that, it's worth what you're wanting to pay for it. And then, then when you're selling a house, you know, they've got a lot of demands as well. Um, You can't just walk into a house, say, yeah, I want this and sign the paper that day. That's
0: why you only accept cash offers. Well, that's true. We should have, we should have done that. That seems like a totally reasonable thing to demand cash only.
1: Um, Yeah. One of the, one of the, uh, I think one of the early um, potential buyers was was uh, going to pay cash. So, um, yeah, if you can do it, great. That's great for right. you. <laughs> we Pro can't tip. do that. Yeah, Pro tip: Have a lot of money. Yeah, we can't do that.
0: Well, there so, were, uh, there were a couple. So, yeah, of it, was,
1: it was cool to listen to John talk about it because um, he. I think he takes a very um, reasonable approach to real estate here. As he mentions, he's from here. He cares about what happens to this community. Hey, well, and, he mentions that he's not
0: from here, and none of us are from here.
1: Well, you know what I mean. Um, we're not. <laughs> I, I would say we're from here in that. I'd say we're from here in that we've all lived here for over a decade. Right. When I say from here, I, that's what I mean. But no, he's not from here. I'm not from here. You're not from here. But as he does say, our roots have been planted here. We care about this community, and I think um, his approach to real estate and talking about what's to come is a uh, is. Um, uh, he takes a good approach with it so yeah. i was glad to hear it
0: uh, billy tell john what you're what you're dealing with right now because he'll appreciate it
1: yeah it's very uh, timely i've got a inspector here right now and the the guy who's um, signed the contract, but they've been here a long time today and they're still in my front yard right now and they can probably hear me at the moment. So,
2: Billy, you have an old home and they're going to find a lot of things and I'm actually not saying that to scare you. I'm just saying that because it's a fact.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Well, this is, um, they had an initial inspection and now they've got a foundation guy here today. Yeah. And now they're congregating in my front yard and pointing at things. So
0: pointing at you probably. (laughs) Well, so our guest this week is John Ramsberger of Sanford real estate here in Sanford, North Carolina. Thank you for joining us, John.
2: Gordon uh, and Billy, you're welcome. Thank you for asking me. Hopefully I can, uh, contribute to a conversation about what's happening with the housing market
0: here yeah
1: you've you've been a day one supporter of of everything we've done at the rant and we really appreciate it and uh um anything we can do to help promote sanford real estate it's a pleasure for us to do as well um but uh i'm very interested in this podcast for for what you'll find out is very obvious reasons so i appreciate (laughs) you agreeing to do it this week
2: well thank you billy uh yeah the listeners of the podcast may not know that, but we've known each other uh, for a long time, and I've been a very big proponent of the rant. You guys did not ask me to say that, <laughs> not paying me to brag on you, but the journalism that you're bringing and the humor and the professionalism is, is outstanding, and I think you've earned that brag, but uh, I appreciate that you guys are putting your time into to the rant, both online and, and print.
0: Thank you. One, speaking of print, one of the uh, stories that we've 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 told it once, but it's it's an ongoing story, and and we plan to tell it again is the state of of the housing market locally, and obviously it's it's exploding. Can you tell us from your perspective what it's like to be in the business of real estate at a time like this?
2: Yeah, Gordon. Uh, I started out in nineteen ninety six in the Raleigh Wake County market at an office. in... Cary, and then moved to Sanford in 1999. So I've been here for 21 years. I'm referencing the Raleigh Triangle market, because we had been saying in the business that they're coming, they're coming down US 1, they're going to come down here. And that's known as suburban sprawl. We saw it happening in uh, Cary, Apex, Buque Arena, Holly Springs, etc, etc. Well, that didn't happen necessarily. And and it certainly started to slow after the 2008 when the banks failed, Uh, you started to see foreclosures creep into the market. Uh, Starting in about 2015, 2016, we have always been a better value, more bang for your buck, more house for the money in Sanford and Lee County as comparative to Southern Wake County. So in the last two to three years, we have been going very strong because a lot of the buyers have been coming from the larger wake market and snapping up homes down here that they consider to be a bargain. So in economic terms, scarcity creates demand and the the prices go up. The folks that are coming down from the Raleigh and the wake market are snapping up our homes because they consider them to be bargains so now it's really hard to find any inventory in Sanford below 200000 What we used to consider a middle-income house of sorts in Sanford is uh, now a first-time homebuyer house for those up in Wake County. So that demand means that the people in Sanford that are selling their homes are in a good place because they're getting more for their house. But it's getting harder and harder to replace that because the price of houses are, are going up.
1: So I'm on. I'm currently on both sides of this of this issue right now. In that, uh, my wife and I moved to Sanford um, 13 years ago, and we bought our very first house together here. Um, we have loved this house, but we've also had children since, and we've outgrown this house. So, um, knowing that the market was good, we put our house on the market, thinking two things would happen: we would sell it. A and that we would be able to find another place and remain in Sanford, but find, you know, something that is more, uh, you know, a little more square footage, uh, a neighborhood where our kids can play, that kind of stuff. Um, Plan A went swimmingly. We sold our house in one day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We had multiple offers in one day. It was uh, was a shock. Uh, Plan B is not going so well for us because as you said, um, there's nothing there's nothing out there right now. And, um, and you know, we may have to end up renting. We may have to, uh, we've got a number of options we're currently going through right
0: now, but, um, you can't crash at my house.
1: Well, I (laughs) I may have to start crashing at somebody's house, but I guess, so my, so my question is, uh, for people looking to buy in Sanford, um, right now, the inventory is low or I guess inventory is maybe the right word, but the selection is low, but Mm -hmm. the horizon looks better. Right. And we've got a lot of subdivisions coming. We've got, um, uh, you know, kind of a boom, I guess, in construction about to come from what, from what you know, from the inside, when can we start seeing these new home projects start popping up? And when can people looking to move to Sanford start, Um, actually being able to move into these homes?
2: Sure. Yeah, we still have very low inventory for what we call new construction homes, which are obviously new homes. Uh, Smith Douglas Homes has been building here. They finished out the final phase of Nottingham, which is over by BT Bullock Elementary area. Uh, We've got a couple of projects here and there. There's another one going in at Old Jonesboro, uh, which is obviously in the Jonesboro area off of Cemetery Road. Those are quote unquote normal subdivisions in our Sanford estimation, meaning uh, you may have 40 or 50 or 60 homes at most. What we are not used to here, but that they are used to in the larger uh, metro areas is our subdivisions, which have three, four, five, 600 homes, four or five phases, and they just slap them up quick and go like gangbusters. That's kind of Billy with the question you're asking me, when is Galvin's Ridge and Deep River? off of Colon Road going to hit, when South Park, uh, Laurel Oaks.
1: Laurel Oaks,
2: yeah, yeah. Yep, which is 640 homes. We're probably going to start seeing them turn over some dirt and putting foundations in the ground in the beginning of 21, which is only three, four, five months away. Uh, We went through, and and you folks at the Rant did a very good job, uh, excellent job with your uh, reporting on this. We went through some of the awkward phases of some of the folks that are antagonistic with the, the new housing starts. Uh, the permitting has been done. Uh, they still need a Withers Revenal, I think, was the one that was doing the Galvin's Ridge project with DR Horton. So they're actually, they've got all their paperwork done, for lack of a better word. Uh, so I think they're going to start, you know, within six months seeing that. It takes about four to six months to complete a new construction home. So if you, if you take what I'm guesstimating to be four or five months from seeing homes being built, that means the summer and fall is when folks might move in. So we're still about 12 months away from having a product to walk into, you know, with a doorbell and sheetrock and paint and all that kind of stuff. Um, probably can't happen quick enough because, yes, this is the rant and, yes, we're the three of us in Sanford, but this is also a regional approach, isn't it? This is also a Central North Carolina triangle market is what we're in so it's actually uh, the whole of the triangle area which would include the eastern suburbs of wake county uh, which would include the wake forest and would include north of durham all the growing pains are being experienced at the same time so the instant gratification billy of but will i have anything to look at in the winter of 21 unfortunately you won't and um, it's interesting that you keyed in so quickly on my analysis that yeah so it's a bit of a mixed blessing a a double-edged sword when good for you you sold your house in one day and hopefully you pull a lot of equity out of it but then to replace the house that you're in and stay in our community you're going to have to spend more monies than you thought you did and you'll probably have to also be very aggressive when you make a bid on uh, that next home uh, because you'll be in competition with literally a handful or two handfuls of people that are making a bid at the same time. Yeah.
1: So, um, and I'm not going to divulge any information on our house, but I will say, um, of the, of the, you know, more than a dozen people who expressed interest in those first few days. Um, I can't, I can't remember any of them being from Sanford. It was, uh, it was all Raleigh Cary, apex. Like you said, um, the prices are good here. People don't mind the commute
2: as much anymore. And uh, yeah. So, um, well, in in Raleigh, Billy, they call it (laughs) ITV, which is inside the Beltline. And inside the Beltline, uh, which might be Glenwood South, which might be St. Mary's or Wade Avenue or Hillsborough or something like that by the NC State, the prices up there are, in my opinion, bananas. So, Your home in that area would be north of six hundred thousand, maybe seven hundred thousand dollars, and that might be humbling and it might be a little bit incredulous. But when they see your home and the homes down here in the Rosemont McKeever Historic District for below three hundred, as I referenced earlier, they think that's a bargain. Yeah, we Stanford Ice, the three of us, <laughs> and and neither of us are from here. Ironically, we we didn't grow up here per se, but we three Stanford people are like. What are you, kidding me?
1: That's crazy. Um, You had mentioned antagonists earlier um, when talking about those who maybe don't want to see the growth. And I remember when I first moved to this area and we would drive through New Hill and Apex to get, you know, to Raleigh or Durham through that way. And you would see the signs along those rural roads that said, stop carry, stop, you know, stop sprawl. Um, yeah. You drive down those same roads now and you see Jordan Manners, and you see the sprawl that's happening there. Um, there's a little bit of that worry here. And yeah. Uh, in your opinion, is that worry justified? And because I, st- my opinion is Sanford still has a lot of green and, and, yeah. you know, so is that opinion justified and how do you convince people that maybe, um,
2: this is being done more out
1: of need than it is anything else?
0: You know, that's
2: a great question, great observations. And I, I don't, I'm going to give you a straight answer as I always would. I, I don't know that all the readers of the Herald, of the Herald, I'm sorry, but the rant and or the podcast listeners will agree with me. But the two of you know that I come with a lot of Chamber of Commerce background. I am a small business owner. I don't think that I'm a clear all the trees, build everywhere person by any stretch of the imagination. That's not my personality. But to answer your question, it's, it's a bit of a NIMBY thing. Most of us know that NIMBY is not in my backyard. So everything's hunky-dory. And as long as I'm doing what I'm doing here for the last 10 and 15 years, oh, no, you're not going to build a house next to me. Well, subdivision started, including the one that everyone is in now or in a rural setting, and they bought a house at one point in time, and maybe someone was unhappy about that. My take on your questions, Billy, is that it is kind of inevitable because of our proximity to the Research Triangle area, that growth will come. I do agree with you that there is a terrific amount of green space in Lee County, especially as comparative to the neighboring counties. Um, I think, and I referenced the, the chamber a second ago, that with ad valorem taxes, we will be contributing to the tax base here and we will be able to provide more services to Lee County to include fire, police, schools, roads, healthcare, care, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that a rising tide lifts all boats. Again, I told you I was going to give you a straight answer. I'm aware that there are associates and friends of mine that will probably think that I'm just a no good capitalist. <laughs> Who am I promoting housing everywhere? I'm actually not promoting housing everywhere. But I do think that the folks that are antagonistic, are the ones that said, I used to play ball with my son in that field. My daddy taught me how to fish in that pond over there. And when they see a national uh, home builder come in and start to clear the roads and put the houses in, I am sympathetic and I understand that as a sentimental kind of analogy that, that they don't like that. But I'm going to revert back to, but this is the Research Triangle region, and that's going to happen in every community within 30, 45, and 60 minutes of, of downtown Raleigh. And so I think it is inevitable. And I'm hoping that, you know, you, you made a, a great comment, Billy, about the people that are putting offers on your house. You don't think one of them was from Sanford Lee County. I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that. I know Billy, you have kids in the Lee County Schools and certainly I do as well. I want the new folks that are coming here and spending good money on homes to contribute to our community, to eat in our restaurants, to put gas in the tank in our gas stations and to be in our schools such that they can be part of the school board and they can be part of the decisions that are being made now and help us to improve everything. I think it's a, a very good thing. And I don't think Sanford can stay small and prosper. And I don't think that those necessarily happen together. I think to get bigger, to, to borrow from the commercial real estate real estate side of things and from economic development, if, we, if you want to target, well, then you're going to have to increase the per capita incomes in Lee County to justify the people that Target Corp wants And so we have to grow to get more retail and dining in Sanford.
0: John, you mentioned your involvement with the chamber. And that's, I think, probably one of the first places I remember ever seeing you was at at some chamber function or another close to 20 years ago. But I think that's a good opportunity to, to sort of pivot into a discussion of the commercial real estate market. But before we do that, I wanted to ask you about the announcement yesterday from saga about the potential for these four companies to come into Sanford and expand here or relocate here with, um, something like 1500 jobs and, and more than 200 yeah. billion, or, I'm sorry, $2 billion, $2 billion in tax base yeah. investment. Um, yeah. you know, that may or may not happen. There's a political element to that, of course, but what, from a realtor standpoint, what do you see when, or what, what do you think when you hear an announcement like that?
2: Well, yeah, so Gordon, hats off to Bob Joyce, our economic development chair. Uh, He was certainly recognized as the top economic developer in the whole state, Mm -hmm. and he earned every lick of that. Uh, The folks at Saga, to include Meg Moss and Michael Smith and Bob Joyce, have done a fantastic job with uh, economic development and industrial recruitment. Uh, I read your article about the two plus billion in economic development coming in you guys appropriately had said that the biggest company was looking at bringing life sciences in, uh, I think it was like about 1300 jobs or something like that. And I didn't even know what the term life sciences meant until about six or 12 months ago, but uh, it's an, yeah, I didn't, it's it's like a Pfizer application. It's like a biotech kind of thing. Um, So as I always give long answers, Gordon, what we're benefiting from is the fact that we have land in Lee County that the land is uh, somewhat affordable. We also have infrastructure and infrastructure usually means municipal water and sewer. We have access to very good water and sewer. Thank you to the folks that set that up, uh, you know, a generation ago uh, for the capacity we have. We, as most of uh, you guys and, and people that listen to the podcast know, we actually sell water to our neighboring communities uh, because we have excess capacity. So. All of these things, coupled with our proximity to the research triangle area and RDU and tech and three major universities in NC State Duke and UNC Chapel Hill means that we are very attractive to employers that want access to what we've got. I keep giving you a regional answer. A regional answer means they're not necessarily pigeoning pigeonholing Sanford Lee County. They're looking at the region. And so when people come to Pfizer and they're recruited maybe from Pfizer in Philadelphia to Pfizer and Sanford NC, it hurts my ego, but what they're saying is, is, Oh yeah, you're going to be at the uh, North Carolina plant in Raleigh. And most, if I'm a fly on the wall, most people say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to Raleigh to the Pfizer plant down there. What the three of us know is actually that's in Sanford two, (laughs) seven, three, three, zero. That's our Sanford pride coming through. But in a regional analysis, uh, it, it really is a regional thing. So I hope I'm answering your question. Um, yeah, yeah. The efforts of the Economic Development uh, Corp through Bob Joyce and Michael Smith and then with Meg Moss with the chamber, they have worked so seamlessly together to get in front of recruiters and get in front of site selection uh, professionals. And now there's a buzz in the state and the region that says, oh my gosh, what's Sanford doing? They're knocking it out of the park. Well, as a previous analogy with residential real estate, success begets success. So now a lot of folks are saying, well, maybe I need a piece of that action. Maybe we need to look at the Lee County market and see what they can provide me, Mm -hmm. because they are saying yes, they want to grow. They are accommodating of companies coming into the area. So maybe we should put them on the list. And that's all we need is a chance. We want to be one of the two, three, or four communities they're looking at, and I think that's exactly what's happening.
0: Right, right. Well, can you talk about the state of the commercial real estate market? I mean, one of the things I do every month is I, uh, I pull the uh, the the county's uh, permit report for uh, new construction, residential, and otherwise. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, there's just always something happening. Um, are you? Do you guys do much commercial real estate?
2: Yeah, I've actually, I guess I've been in real estate for 25 years now, and in the last five, six, or seven years, I've been getting more and more into the commercial side of things. Uh, Our firm, Sanford Real Estate, is a residential real estate brokerage firm, but we also do commercial. So Mm -hmm. I do about 50% of my business is commercial sales. Um, What has been probably the biggest uh, boon to commercial real estate in Sanford happened about two or three years ago when... Uh, there's that Raleigh analogy again. Raleigh people started coming into downtown Sanford and snapping up buildings. And if you want to take my analogy for the residential market and morph that into the commercial market, it's actually the same math. It's the same statistics, too. They thought that an 80 to 100-year-old building in downtown Sanford for, quote-unquote, only 180 to $250,000 was a straight-up bargain. Mm-hmm. And there was a speculative thing going about you know, since Hugger Mugger and Camelback and eventually Wild Dogs and all the boutiques downtown and the restaurants, since there's been so much growth and development, uh, after we did all the, the cosmetic improvements downtown with the streetscaping, a lot of private monies have been invested downtown. Well, then, not too far after that, I'm saying within probably 12 months of us completing the streetscape projects, the private monies from outside Sanford started investing in Sanford. And so they started snapping up buildings literally for 150, 110, 200,000, 240,000. Again, these are bargains because these buildings in Fuquay, Verena, Holly Springs, Cary, Apex, Raleigh, Durham would be north of 400, 500, 600 and a million. Mm -hmm. And so that has adjusted the price per foot in downtown Sanford. That's a downtown Sanford primarily retail uh, analysis. There's also been loft apartments and residential that's been going into downtown Sanford, which is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 52 years old. I'd love to see some 28 to 45 year olds living in downtown Sanford and walking around at night getting a slice of pizza and a beer at our local establishments. I think that that would be fantastic. Um, so more stuff from commercial real estate because commercial real estate is not just downtown Sanford. There has been a lot of investment as we all know in the South Horner corridor, which is kind of sort of the Walmart effect. Once Walmart moved out of what is now the Big Lots building uh, and, and set up shop before the, the economy you know, went in the tank, uh, what has happened is my reference with, uh, with how people find a community and, and when they come Target and the like will come because of the per capita incomes, the, how many rooftops there are there, mm-hmm. how much money the population makes, the density of the population. So the South Horner has been mostly because it's getting closer to Fort Bragg. Fort Bragg is the largest military installation in America. And a lot of the folks that are going to Fort Bragg and are affiliated with the military uh, want to live in a more suburban setting. So where do they come? They come to Western Harnett County and some of them come to Carolina Trace and they're migrating up into Lee County. And so a lot of the commercial retail restaurant uh, growth has been in the South Warner corridor for that reason, because the rooftops and the per capita incomes are supported. You know to bring up an honest but a detrimental thing is the, the detrimental side of that, as we all know, has been Riverbird Shopping Center, which you guys have oh, yeah. very accurately and very well portrayed in the, in the rant too. Um, that is is unfortunately almost blighted in its appearance because they've been losing anchors, they've been losing uh, tenants. And so, so Southowner uh, land has been going up price per acre. South Horner rents uh, for commercial has been going up, even in the COVID environment. And the infill for, for the other areas is, and the next things to hit is the middle of Horner Boulevard, uh, North Horner Boulevard, where my office is, the US 1 corridor, and the 15501 corridor, which is Hawkins Avenue. Commercial real estate really, really, really follows traffic counts. How many cars per day go by that, that yeah. place? They also follow um, zoning and visibility and signage. So if you need the public to come see you, you wanna be visible, you want them to find you easily, and you want to put your shingle out there so that everyone can come and find you and you can be successful. So that's why I mentioned you know, the, the 87 corridor, which is Warner Boulevard, the US 1 corridor, uh, Hawkins Ave, which is 15501. And, and guys, with all the stuff that's happening in the Deep River area, with Galvin's Ridge, uh, I think the Hawkins Ave corridor and the Fairfield Inn, which is being, uh, erected right now is going up. I think that that corridor is going to probably get more and more, uh, busy in the next couple of years.
1: Yeah, yeah I was, uh, in, in, doing the stories about Brat Forge and Audentis. was, uh, I learned that that whole Colon Road, US1 intersection, in addition to Galvin's Ridge and a couple other, uh, uh, smaller subdivisions, that maybe in five or 10 years, that whole area of Lee County will look completely different. And not only because of the homes and because of the um, industries going out there, but you're probably going to see more um, commercial uh, retail and stuff like that up there. And um, that's something I wouldn't have ever imagined uh, about Lee County. And my my thought was always, well, it's never going to spread past APEX. Because you can't build through the nuclear plant area, you can't build through that, so it's got to stop somewhere. Lake, right? Yeah, that's
2: but right. It,
1: but it's coming, and <laughs> and I think that well, area is really going to look different, um, especially when you consider it's just a, tw- a 15, 20 minute drive to Holly Springs and Apex from there. So, to,
2: exactly. the,
1: the, that's where it's the spread is coming. I think.
2: No, Billy, I, I, it's funny. I'm going to admit to you that. Uh, I have been acclimated to Sanford and and I am blown away by some of this stuff too. And so I'm thinking small, I'm not thinking regional and and big anymore, but I'm starting to change by the way. What I'm getting at is, I remember when the 421 bypass uh, was put in and prior to the 421 bypass put in and the DOT approving it and then getting bids and purchasing land, someone a lot, a few small number of people that are smarter than me started buying up tracks of land around what are going to be the new interchanges on the 421 bypass a they had the money they had the cash and b they were willing to sit on it for 10 plus years and then they're going to take something that they probably paid two or three thousand an acre for get the zoning changed to a commercial zoning to be on on an intersection at at the bypass and then sell to a a gas station or a Hardee's or who knows what. So again, the reference there is people smarter than me. Um, And I didn't think that that was gonna happen either, Billy. I I thought that Deep River and the Cape Fear township north of Broadway would always stay somewhat rural. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, It it will definitely grow Um, so long as you, well, this is a crucial point folks so long as you can have um, municipal water and sewer. We do have water. Water is on most county roads. That's pretty easy, by the way. That's treated water from the Stanford plan. Uh, sewer, to extend sewer and or to annex a certain area into the city limits, certainly with city council and with uh, meetings and elected officials is a contentious issue or something that we already talked about. Uh, people don't want the growth to come. And, and very appropriately, the signs that say stop, carry, carry's not coming here. That was also in um, not only Apex, uh, but it was going in as you're getting closer up the Davis Drive and, and 55 corridor, getting into um, uh, RTP. So I think that that will happen here if the town planners, planning and zoning, county commissioners, and city council want Sanford to grow. It will grow, and municipal sewer will be extended to these areas in the deep river. Billy, if that happens, that's what mushrooming is is the definition of a mushroom. It'll just blow up because you'll have sewer. Right now, the soils in Lee County uh, have a lot of clay. Sanford has benefited with the brick industry from a a lot of this clay. But a lot of the soils are not uh, permeable, which means it's hard to get a septic tank in. So, if you have sewer in those areas, um, I think that the developers will just start taking land left and right. But I just don't know if, A, Sanford wants that, and Lee County, by the way, and B, the elected officials with their most recent land use plan, they just uh, developed a new one last year, if they want to maintain the rural nature of the county, or if they wanted to get into a more suburban existence with the northern part of lee
1: county it's definitely interesting uh i know since since i started working here and writing about sanford uh growth has always it's been the the you know the common factor through it all is uh when are we going to grow how are we going to grow um after 13 years we're finally kind of starting to see it and so um mm-hmm. it's just really interesting and uh, real estate is going to play a, definitely a huge role in that
0: yeah yeah well, John, we're at um, about five minutes left on this Zoom meeting. So um, was there anything that you wanted to close with? I, we appreciate you coming on and, and, and sharing all this knowledge with us.
2: No, again, thank you for having me, guys. Um, I think it's, it's a great topic to talk about. Uh, selfishly, it's not just about me, the realtor, spouting out about what's going on with new housing starts and average home sales and all. I think it has a lot, lot more to do with where does Lee County want to go? How does Lee County want to grow? I've had many a conversation with people that, including Bob Joyce, that says that we are not the next carry. I have pride when I moved here from the Raleigh area that Sanford is not a suburb of Raleigh. It's indeed, you know, a county away, obviously, but I think we have our own identity. And honestly, I want to maintain that. I love the personality of Sanford. I love that my wife, Tawny, and my two sons have a familiarity about Sanford, and I love running into you and Billy in downtown and saying hey to you guys. I don't think Sanford's going to lose that. I don't think Holly Springs has that. I know they don't. Holly Springs, and I'm not just picking on Holly Springs, but Holly Springs, North Raleigh, Cary, Apex, and all that don't have uh, an identity that is long-term and has staying power. It is too transient uh, in existence there because people move every three to five years because a headhunter finds them and they get a new job and they're, they get out of, they get out of their community. Sanford has more permanence than that. And I would desire that Sanford maintains its term and character and maintains its, uh, its sense of self and doesn't become just another suburb.
0: Yeah, it's a balancing act, but I think that I think you hit on a lot of things there. That there's a when you said that 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 is a thing that Sanford will not lose, but Holly Springs uh, or, or an Apex doesn't have. Uh, I thought that was, that was interesting.
2: Well, and I say that because I used to live in those communities, Gordon, and, and I, I hope this doesn't sound too derogatory to our friends that live just north of us. But if you go into a cul-de-sac and carry Apex, Holly Springs, and Fuquay, and if you ask five houses in the cul-de-sac where you're from, all five of them would not be from that community is my point. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's an irony and I can be uh, criticized for saying, hey, John, you're from upstate New York. Well, that's right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, you know, Billy's from Texas and Gordon's from California. We know that. But what I'm getting at is we have chosen to be here and the three of us have been here a long time. And I think we've set our roots down deep here. So this isn't a stopover point for the three of us. We want to be here. Well, I want Sanford, whether you're from here or not from here, to be a place that people come to and want to stay, as opposed to uh, just a training ground for two or three years till the next best thing comes along and you get out. Right. And, and that's what I mean by a lack of permanence in the suburban areas of Raleigh, the transience of that. I think that Sanford actually has a, a, a charm about it that I don't want it to, to lose.
0: Right. Right. Well, John, thank you so much. We are just about out of time, but um, we'll have this posted later today and just appreciate you uh, coming on and everything you've done to support us. Appreciate it a lot, Gordon. Thank you, John.
2: Well, thank you as well. Billy, thank you. And thank you, Gordon. Yeah.
0: All right. See Take care. Couple of other news items I did wanna get into real quick. Um the Sanford Herald has had a couple of, of good stories this week. One, um, well, I wouldn't say it's not a good story, but um they broke the news that uh, Lee County Commissioner Kevin Dodson is currently hospitalized with COVID. And we uh they, they got that news because it was mentioned at the county commissioners meeting. Um, and this might just be a little peek into how how the news world works. We we had had some of that knowledge, and it was shared publicly on Facebook on social media that he was hospitalized and his family was worried about him, and we had some concern about whether this was a violation of his privacy. Um, I think that we had come to the come to the decision that he is a public figure and it was newsworthy, but you know you're always um, delicate about violating you know, or exposing private medical information. Um, and thanks to the Herald, we ended up having that decision be made for us. So I was kind of happy about that, but we we were planning to reach out to somebody in the family and give them a heads up that this is what we uh, thought we had to do. But, um, I've heard no, uh, change in the status, but we are hoping that commissioner Dodson makes full recovery. That's, That's obviously very scary.
1: Yeah. Um, and and we're at a point now with this where the numbers are in lee county they seem to be fluctuating uh but our deaths have gone up considerably yeah and nationwide the numbers and the deaths continue to go up um i think uh hearing that somebody like uh, mr dotson has it um is uh can be eye-opening because it, it's not eye opening if everybody who gets this and dies from it is people you don't know, but if it's somebody that you know, if it's somebody that uh, that you know you have respect for or somebody this or that, you know, maybe maybe people will take it more seriously and uh, you know our our thoughts go out to his family and hopefully he makes a a full recovery. I haven't heard the latest update. I just last I heard was he was uh, not doing
0: well. so as of yesterday, I understand um that he was still on the ventilator that's that's the extent of my knowledge though so i'm so when the
1: when the 26th 27th 28th and 29th death happened last weekend uh, one of the things that that we were able to find out that we hadn't reported on previous deaths was the demographics of those who have died in lee county and uh that is courtesy of the north carolina department of health and human services dashboard And what I saw on there was uh, of the 29 deaths, um, 75% of them, 77% of them have been uh, African-American and Latino uh, residents of Lee County, and uh, roughly a quarter have been uh, white residents of Lee County. And maybe that's why, and I don't mean this to sound negative in any way, but maybe that's why you don't. You don't hear about it as much here because um, the Latino population is uh, notoriously uh, quiet about this. You know they they don't share their they don't share things publicly like that. And um, and I know when we had some of the early deaths here, and we found out who these people were, the families did not want to share that information with the public. When I reached out to them. And, uh, and, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't. And then, you know, the one, um, one of our early stories was about a young woman who contracted COVID-19, and she was very open and talking about it, the process with us. So I think um, one of the reasons why you're not hearing a lot about the deaths here is because uh, the people that it's happening to, uh, you're just not hearing, those families don't really want to share their experiences about it. And it's understandable. I'm not saying that, I'm faulting them for anything like that. But uh, it's it's understandable that you want to keep those things private. And the other thing we saw that um, nearly everybody has been uh, over the age of 60. I mm-hmm. think we've had only one case where the person was in their 40s or below. Um, and so this has definitely been older populations. And I think that, that plays into it as well. If it's a younger person, maybe a family speaks out about it. But if it's an older person, then you know somebody who's in a nursing home or somebody who, you know, was already in their 70s or 80s. Um, you know, why, why as a family would you want to add any more stress to that by going public with something like that? So, sure. so I get it. But that's the explanation of why you just don't hear much about it here when somebody dies from it. Is because those families are remaining uh, private about it, and uh, I don't fault them for it.
0: Also, wanted to touch on another story in. The Herald, from also from the commissioners, the county commissioners. Uh, there was a, uh, a a motion that the the board of commissioners endorse, um, or ask the, the 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 North Carolina Association of County Commissioners to endorse the repeal of the Seventeenth Amendment to the United States Constitution as a legislative goal of that organization. Um, the 17th amendment to the constitution provided for the uh, members of the United States Senate to be elected by popular vote prior to that they had been appointed by state legislate uh, state legislatures this was uh, county commissioner Kirk Smith of peanut butter and jelly and all kinds of other um, infamy yeah it's just mind-boggling to me that this would be something that uh, that that board would want to spend its time on. the The, the vote with uh, Commissioner Dod- Dodson absent because he is hospitalized. The vote was a three three tie and therefore did not pass. But uh, w- what are they doing? What, <laughs> what is this?
1: I I don't know. I I don't know. And and it goes. Even further beyond that, what what is going on right now with with electors in Michigan? What's going on with, <laughs> with just all of it right now? I, I don't understand it. it, it um, it's doom scrolling whenever I wake up in the morning and I read these stories, and it just gives me very little hope that the people who are elected to run things in our state, in our county – have any idea what they're doing right now <laughs> it's it's frustrating to me and uh i have no i have no idea
0: i just i found it interesting uh the commissioner smith's proposal his resolution um got a lot of pushback from commissioner robert reeves who said basically so you want to you want to take away my right to vote for my senator um and i think that's Pretty a much. good point um, Commissioner Smith came back with well, this was never the intent of the uh, people who wrote the constitution and and maybe not, but what was unsaid there is I, th- I think there are a lot of things that were the intent of the people who wrote the Constitution that um were not good things but existed in their time and have since been rectified by subsequent generations i um well the con-
1: the Constitution didn't really say that we had presidential term limits either. I mean, you know,
0: no, no. And when that, when that issue reared its head in the, uh, 1940s, um, the, the political leadership of the time rectified it with an amendment to the constitution. It's
1: maybe that's, maybe that's Kirk's end game here is, uh, we, uh, we flip the 17th amendment and then we go after presidential term limits because, uh constitutionalists want to go buy the book of everything that was written 250 plus years ago right and uh yeah
0: one final thing i think we can talk about is the um and we, we discussed it with john a little bit but the uh, this news that there will be a public hearing for to, to decide whether to offer incentives to four companies that want to bring a total of about fifteen hundred jobs and more than two billion in tax base investment. That would be, that would be, huge if it happened. Um, obviously, the we wrote about it for this month's cover story. The big four, these uh, these four companies that have come here: Audentes, Pfizer, Barat Forge, and Through Six. That that has been and will continue to be transformational for for this community, but add four more on top of that with 1500 jobs and, and and that kind of investment in the tax base. And that would just be mind boggling.
1: Well, um, I'm looking at your story right now and uh, you say one manufacturer is looking to invest seven and a half
0: million and create 300 jobs. Um, But we don't know who this is. We do not. They, at at this stage of these things, they don't reveal the names of the companies.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, I, you know go back to the story we just wrote is uh um the, these have lasting effects on on, on lee county um so, you know very soon you're going to have more jobs than than uh people who can fill them which means you're going you know it just all goes into what we're talking about in, in today's podcast real estate and um Everything that we've written about in this last 13 years about Sanford and growth it's in the possibilities it's always been about the possibilities you know if we do this little thing here if we build this bypass here if we um, rezone here um, we're doing all of this for the future and I've, I'm kind of starting to see that right now is is with all these um, things of the past you know 15 20 years it's all starting to come to a head. You know, that bypass was incredible forward thinking because when it was built, the thing that people said in that first year was, well, look, nobody's using this or it's just, you know, it's just a way for people to not drive through Sanford and not support our businesses. Uh, This wasn't a good idea. Well, look at it now, 10 years later, and you're going to start seeing the fruits of that uh, with, you know. Um, growth in the northern part of the county and easier access for these industries who want to come here. Uh, Sanford is really primed for things like this. And so uh, these next 10 years are going to be um, uh, something. This, this county would not look the same in 10 years is, is my belief. And, and I, I hope for the better. And I really think for the better because you consider already the things that are happening because of this, the sports complex um, you know, the growth that's happening in the Southern part of the County, uh, the hotel that's going up in the Northern part of the County, uh, all the, all the plans that are happening out in the tramway area, uh, it's starting to come to a head. And I think Sanford, um, we've got the, we've got the roads. We don't have a traffic problem here. We've got the land. We've got, uh, you know, easy access to the triangle. So, I'm for it, I guess. (laughs) I ain't again it. I ain't again it.
0: Uh, Finally, we want to thank Sanford Real Estate and John Ramsperger once again for uh, supporting this episode. Um, Let the professionals at Sanford Real Estate help you with all your home buying and home selling needs. In a tight market, you need an experienced professional to guide you through the home buying process. Let the agents at Sanford Real Estate showcase your home to qualified buyers from the Triangle to Fayetteville. And help you receive the top dollar for your investment. For over 20 years, Sanford Real Estate has led the way in helping home buyers and sellers achieve their dreams. Visit the professionals at Sanford Real Estate at 304 North Warner Boulevard or call 919 708 5100 or visit them online at yoursanfordrealestate.com. Thanks again thank to Sanford John. Real Estate.
1: Thank you, John. Thank
0: you, thank you, John.
1: Thank you, Sanford. And thank you, Santa.
0: Ho, ho, ho.